A reading from the book of Amos. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the very center of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel. For it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people, Israel. Now therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Your wife shall become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and your daughters shall fall by the sword, and your land shall be parceled out by line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land, and Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. And now a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus and his disciples had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of the Lord. Good morning. So this sermon is about the truth and, I, and, and love, of course. And the truth is I have 12 minutes and 13 seconds. I had 13 minutes last time, but the clock doesn't lie, so 12, 12 minutes. For those of you who are note takers, five points, present context, two, biblical context, 
three, heart issue, fourth, gospel, five, fruits of the gospel. Okay? Present context, biblical context, heart issue, gospel, and fruits of the gospel. Please join me in prayer. Father in heaven, we seek truth, truth that comes from you. For the truth that you speak, that you offer to us in Jesus, pierces to the heart and changes us. Your truth comes out of your deep love for us. And so God, lead us into your truth. May the words of my mouth and thoughts of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Christ we pray. Amen. I want to tell you a truth. There once was a leader. There once was a leader who collided with foreign nations, who had trouble telling the truth, who was in league with power elites, who were indulging them with luxuries, who wasn't really caring for the poor, who really only cared about himself, who really had a hard time telling the truth and who just didn't listen to the truth. He had been warned, but he called it a hoax. He even had his personal advocate try to convince him that he was in the right and everyone was in the wrong. And so one day he was impeached terribly for high crimes and misdemeanors. He was, in, he was accused for putting his nation at risk, for abusing his power, for using his eye office for his own personal prestige for his own personal gain, for his own sense of right and wrong, he was put on trial because he had abused his power. He put his nation at risk, and he obstructed anyone who would tell him otherwise. He was so convinced of his truth and was surrounded by those who wanted him to only hear what he wanted to hear that his personal advocate decided to impeach the messenger calling him names, telling him to bring his message elsewhere. The messenger was told in no uncertain terms that he was the one who was treacherous, that he was the one who was a traitor, that he was the one who should be removed from his office because of speaking out against the nation and the leader. You all nervous yet? That's not the leader I'm talking about. But if you connect it, that's your own thing. I'm speaking about the story that Kathy read. This is the tale of King Jeroboam and the three amigos, Amos, Hosea, and Joel. What unfolds for us in this 8th century BC messenger of God is one who can do no less and do no other than to speak the truth to power. Amos, like Hosea, like Joel, were specially ordained and installed as an officer of the kingdom of God in order to tell the truth. But as we know, every prophet, every prophet of God, every prophet of God speaks the truth and it's crowned with love. Because the message that has been given to them on their lips and in their hearts comes from the very heart of God who cares deeply about his people, who cares deeply about us. 
and God can do no other. We would expect nothing less from God but to speak the truth, to speak that hard truth of what we don't want to hear but we need to hear for our own health, for our own benefit, and for the benefit and health of the nation, of communities, and indeed of the world. That truth that tells us we need God. We have broken God's heart. We have not loved God the way that we ought to. We have not loved people as we ought to. All of Hosea and Joel and Amos is about that point. That Israel, you are the people of God, and therefore you should worship God the way that God tells you to. You need to care for the poor and the vulnerable, the orphans and the widows, but you're not doing that. And God's heart is broken. And so that's why he calls Amos. And Amos is one who, he's not one who raises his hand to be a prophet. How many of you want to be a prophet? No one raises their hand. You'd be crazy. No one. No one in the Old Testament or even in the New Testament raises their hand. No one wants to go to the Iowa caucuses or the nominating conventions. They're not saying, pick me, nominate me, elect me to be a prophet. Why? Because to be a prophet, you have to speak the truth even at the risk of your own life. And we know what happened to Daniel being thrown in the lion's den. We know what happened to John the Baptist, his head on the platter. And here now, here is his fellow colleague, priest, pastor, Amaziah, who says, be quiet. Take your sermon someplace else. Don't do it here in Israel. Take it down south to Judah. And notice here he talks about, Amos says that he's the priest at Bethel. Now, Jeroboam, this king, who's very arrogant and very brazen, encourages the people to worship other idols. Relative peace. It's, it's peaceful. Why don't we try some other gods? And you know what he does? He takes his brazenness and not only encourages the people to do that, idolatry, but he moves the worship from the temple in Jerusalem and moves it to Bethel and to Dan. And so Amaziah has the gall to not only affirm that, but to say, this is the king's sanctuary. Why are you preaching your, your seditious and treacherous message here? This is the king's sanctuary. No, it's not Amaziah. No, it's not Jeroboam. This is the Lord's sanctuary. The temple, the worship ought to happen in Jerusalem, not in, not in Bethel. And so you could understand the risk that Amos has in doing what he does. And so he... He proclaims a judgment against Amaziah, and we have that word here about Amaziah's family, his wife, his children will, will fall by the sword, and he'll lose his land. See, we need to hear the truth. Now, those of you who are in, in, in management, who own your companies or run your companies, those who are in the finance sector, you know Ray Dalio, right? The great hedge fund guru, the, the, the founder of, of Bridgewater Associates, one of the, the largest uh, uh, investment companies in the world, and he came out... He wrote in his book, Principles, the, the secret sauce of his, of his success. He calls it idea meritocracy. And he says that there's three parts to this idea of meritocracy. Two things that he does for his employees over the years. One that he calls uh, radical transparency and radical truthfulness. Radical transparency. He wants all his employees to be able to share the rationale of particular decision making. 
If you're an employee of his at Bridgewater Associates who has signed a contract or has advised clients on a particular deal or something, he wants you to share it with other colleagues. Here's why I said that. But that's combined with what he calls radical truthfulness, creating a culture where we encourage disagreement. We encourage people to disagree. Of course, do it in the right way. Because when you combine radical transparency, truth-telling, radical honesty, and radical uh, truthfulness together, radical transparency and truthfulness, you have a creative advantage. Because people are free. People are free. They're set free by the truth. Well, friends, if that works in the business world, shouldn't it work here? In our Christian life? In our life? In our, in our families? In the church? In the nation? To tell the truth? Let's enter Jesus. Jesus is a distinctive prophet. Jesus is a prophet that tells the truth, but speaks it in love. But here's what makes him different. Because all the prophets, of course, spoke truth. And all the prophets loved the people because they belonged to those communities, right? Hosea and Amos and Joel and all the rest of the prophets loved their people because they were part of them. They were members of Israel and Judah. Of course, they loved the future, their people. Jesus was the truth. He didn't just speak the truth. He is the truth. He didn't just love us and his people. He was love itself. He didn't just show the way to the truth or show the way how to love. He is love itself. Imagine if the truth and love was in our very hearts, pulsating in our souls and in our minds. See, truth without love is legalism. Love without truth is empty. Whenever God speaks to us through his word and through, of course, his son Jesus, through the power of the spirit, we know it's truthful because he knows us inside and out. He tells us like it is, even though we want to obstruct him. But he does so because he loves us. He wants the best for us for our family, for the church, for the nation, for the world. And so, let me ask you, how many of you are prophets or prophetesses? Let me put the adjective. How many of you are prophetic? Hopefully everyone will raise their hand. Because to be prophetic is to tell the truth in love. How many of you are pastors? Right? Well, let's put the adjective. How many of you are pastoral? Hopefully everyone. Because to be pastoral is to be a shepherd, a love for people, showing compassion to God's lambs. Whenever you do that to a loved one, to a stranger, to share that. We, we ordained and installed some deacons. How many of you are deacons? Yes. Now, everyone's going to raise their hand. How many of you are diaconal? Everyone should. Because diaconal means to serve, you see. You get my point. Even though you don't have the particular office, just think of the adjective. We are all, the church is prophetic. Whenever the church declares, teaches, proclaims, lives out truth in love, the church is prophetic. And where do we learn that from? From Jesus himself, who is the prophet, but not just a prophet. 
they got it partly right. He's the prophet, the prophet from Nazareth, but he's also the Lord, the Savior, the Son of God, the priest, the king, our brother, our teacher, our master. Let us pray. Father, even though I'm out of time, you are the one who holds time together. Empower us, inspire us, enable us, O oh Lord, to be a prophetic church who speaks the truth, your truth in love. No matter the obstacles, O oh God, no matter what it is, O oh God, that we would put ourselves at risk because Jesus put it all out there for us, for the sake of your love for us and the world. We pray these things in his name. Amen.